I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. One on one, I'm undefeated. Never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. It's over. Way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! I Welcome to the Wide Open Sportscast. I am your host, Rick, along with your other host. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. How you doing there, Rick? I am doing pretty good, man. How about you? Doing excellent, my friend. Much better than last week. Uh, How was your week? My week's been doing good, man. So, I don't know if I've told you this yet. Uh, I've been on a weight loss diet. Or, weight loss. Really? uh, Yeah, pretty much right now I've been just trying to work out almost every single day and uh, just count my calories and stuff. I've been using an app on on the phone. Uh, I am down after two weeks, six pounds. Yay! Congratulations, so, Rick. Good for you. Yeah, so still have plenty more to go. I still want to lose a lot more than that, but I'm on the right path right now and uh, can't complain. How about you, man? You got, any, tip, you got any tips for me first? Uh, any tips? Uh, dude, honestly, I've been using this MyFitnessPal thing really good and they have a premium service where you can like check like uh carbs and like do more specific things you can insert uh exercises things like that really good stuff so i would definitely try that out man yeah that sounds awesome yeah man i might might have to give that a shot um but everything's going well soccer season rolling down to an end uh getting ready for your state playoffs uh very very busy last week at school with uh spirit week was that oh, work this week? last week? Oh, was that last wor- week. Was that work every single night till about nine o'clock at night? Jeez. So that it's safe to say that that was pretty rough. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, everything's going well. Getting ready for a work conference. I will be in Newark starting tomorrow night. I'll be there for Thursday and Friday, and we will take it from there. Almost in no school November. Do you remember that when you were in high school? It's like you never go to school in November. I did remember that, uh, and I miss those days going into work in November for real world, the real world. Yeah, I know, for real, right? Well, I know what they say. Sometimes things just don't change, right? Yeah, for you, at least being a teacher. But uh, Yeah, that's what we told some of our students today. We were like, yeah, the only reason we really go back to high school because we loved it so much, we want to live it forever. Yeah, it's true. And Very the true. truth is you really do live it forever. Yeah, man. Well, that's good. But uh, before we get into the nitty and gritty of the football week and a half, two weeks that we've uh, get it on. we've kind of missed off, uh, we me and Feds, we we, uh, we, we have to a, say something. We had a heart to heart. We had a heart to heart, and we we have to say something to our Jets fans out there, uh, to the Jets players, to the Jets ownership. I'd like to say I'm sorry. Yeah, I, th- I thought kind of yeah, dung we, goof there at the at the beginning of the football season when we did our NFL preview with uh, Jeff, we said that the Jets were going to go zero and sixteen, and that they and were to worse. All those affected, I want to say we are deeply sorry. 
<laughs> We're sorry. We're so sorry. 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 Wait, where is it? We're sorry. We're sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we were we credit to you guys for proving the world wrong. I mean, granted, I still think it would have been a benefit for you to completely bomb this season to go after a legit quarterback and not old man McCown, keeping him. Uh I I still think you you're not the obviously you're not the greatest, but you're definitely not the worst. So big thing. Sorry about that. Let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, for real. I mean, because we're about to get into it anyway. Uh, I thought they really had the, as I call them, the fish, the other day. I did too. They, it was really, it was a really good game. I was uh, switching between that game and uh, what was the other game on at that time? That I was watching the. There's a few different ones. I only had a. I had Packers game. Yeah. But I was. I thought they had that game. They almost did. Didn't. But they let up 17 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, they're Josh McCown. What are you doing? Josh McCown. What are you doing? That yes. throw at the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, good Lord. But, uh, I mean, three and four better than what we thought we were going to see him do this year. Yeah. But, so tips, tips, tips to you. Yeah. Cheers to you. Yeah, tip, tip of the hat. Cheers to you. Uh, let's, let's jump into, uh, the first game, uh, the Thursday night game, the chiefs and the Raiders, probably in my opinion, the best game of the week. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say so there too. So competitive, a lot of drama, and the Raiders somehow came back in the fourth quarter to win it 31-30 with that that what was it like two penalties? Whoa. Uh two penalties uh that was given to them and the Raiders. That's all I have to say. And Crabtree crashing it at the end. Good job for them. Yeah, that was that. That was definitely a big win for them. Uh, trying to get their season back on track. And how about the Chiefs now? All of a sudden, they're starting to fall back off a little bit more. Yeah, they're falling down in my uh, my top five rankings. They're still in my top five, but they've fallen down in that. Uh, let's move on to the next game, which was the uh, Bills and Bucks. Uh, Buccaneers. I can't believe this. Um, you're worse than the Jets. Wah <laughs> 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 Jets fans are sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Buffalo Bills. They're also better than what I expected them to be. Uh, yeah, the, the AFC East overall, and it's not only a notion with the AFC East. Just wait until we get into some of those NFC games and some of the points we have to bring up because the NFC is literally upside down. Yes. But uh, good job on the Bills. Next, the Vikings uh, with their their carousel of quarterbacks that they have right now. They have been the Ravens 24 to 16. As a Steelers fan, I am quite happy. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, I used to have you on my fantasy team last year. Never touching you again. Did you see that um, Bleacher Report or ESPN did something today about Joe Flacco with elite sauce? Oh, it, it was, was like him it, in a cafeteria. Yeah, and it was gr- like Gridiron Heights or something yeah. like that. They do a cartoon on that. Yep, I, I, I watched that. That was pretty good. But, uh, I mean, congrats to the Minnesota Vikings. And speaking of the Minnesota Vikings, we haven't talked about this. Bridgewater, uh, he's not going to play in London because apparently the, the field there is very slippery um, from what I read. He's not going to play there, but there's a chance he may be playing in like two weeks after a catastrophic injury that could have that ended his career. Apparently, uh, I was reading only three players have ever come back from an injury like this, and he's one of them. 
Yeah, it's like, that's one of those things about Drew Brees, like when I read his book about, they're saying like, you don't come back from that type of injury. When Drew Brees had that injury when he was playing for the Chargers, he literally could not lower his shoulder past 90 degrees. Like his shoulder was stuck in an upright position. Yes. Like you don't come back from those injuries, but good for you, Teddy. Um, I feel like that's something the Vikings can really bring back and ride because as I said, we're going to get into it in a little bit, but literally the NFC right now is completely upside down. <laughs> Literally. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Good timing for this music. Oh, don't worry. It's going to come back at least once. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, which wasn't really a game, the Rams destroyed the Cardinals. Um, in in the, Yeah, they were in uh, London. Uh, unfortunately for them, the Arizona Cardinals are now probably going to be searching for a new quarterback. Yeah, that's unfortunate for them. I mean, what happened with the Cardinals, dude? Like two years two years went. ago, they were Super Bowl contenders. Last year, they just fell flat, and then this year, they're following that same pattern. I uh, mean, they also have a lot of injuries there as well. They have a lot of injuries. I mean, David Johnson's out, but they brought back Adrian Peterson. His first week there, he scored two touchdowns. This week, he what do you get like eleven yards? Yeah, like something so uh, twenty-one yards. And especially they with the Rams, and once again. Guess who had another big game, and everyone told me in fantasy football is a bad freaking idea to keep him. Todd Gurley went off again this week, and the Rams are in first place in the NFC West. It's the upside-down world, Rick, literally. It is literally the upside-down world. Uh, let's go back. Let's go and uh, keep that, keep that uh, music handy there. Jaguars over the Colts. 27-0. I should just keep it going for the Halloween. I'm gonna keep it going for the background of this part. Yeah, yeah. Saxonville is on record. Not not now mention. I didn't say Saxonville. I said I said Saxonville, not the Bagwars. Once again, we are living in the upside down world, my friend. The Jaguars are in a tie for first place in that division and are on course to set the NFL record for the most sacks in a season by a defense. Now, I'm going to ask an early question here. Cut the music. I'm going to ask an early question here. Okay. Uh, first off, Andrew Luck, unfortunately, had uh, had something else go wrong with him, so now he's going to be out a little bit longer. But secondly, my question is, is it time to move on? Ooh. Is it time to move on from so Andrew Luck? spicy. Ah, I mean, they... they spicy they, question. They gave him, gave him all this money, and all he does is get injured. I mean, granted, it's not his fault. It's the organization's fault for not protecting him, but... If he's this injury prone now, he's just going to be more injury prone later, and I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be the same quarterback like he was his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, especially when you're going to miss an entire season like that. And you're right. I feel like the Colts franchise really didn't protect him that much. No, I, I mean, really don't. I mean, they they try to build in other aspects, and it just hasn't worked out for them. But I just, I I almost want to consider, like. Or I think they should almost even consider moving on, get like someone else there, or trade him so they can actually build something there. Because I mean, if they trade him to uh, a different organization, like I don't know, uh, the Browns. Because I'm sure not- the offers are going to pop up. Yeah, the Browns. Um, I mean, the Bengals. I mean, Andy Dalton isn't doing as well right now. Uh, to the Giants, uh, if they offer something, I mean, something, someone will bite on that. Uh, just. 
my little hot take right there. Uh, next game. Rick, I like that a lot. Very, very spicy. Thank you. Uh, next game, Saints over Packers. Uh, what did you think about uh, Brett Hundley's first game? I thought I thought he did pretty well, and I was glad to see the Packers fans backed him. It was nice to see him do that Lambo leap. Yes. That was awesome to see. So I, I, I give him props, but I still think the Packers are in a lot of trouble because even before Rodgers went down, that team definitely had some holes. So I think Rodgers was the icing on the cake for their season. Yeah, I, I don't see them. I mean, crazy enough, I think the most stable team it, in that division is the Vikings. and Which is they, crazy to say because they've had their share of injuries too, given the Lions' inconsistency. And the Bears put up 30 fantasy points. They scored all their points from two 70-plus yard defensive touchdowns. Same guy, Johnson. Same guy, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So Crazy. I was also watching that game because uh, for some reason at one point that was the only game that I had on. Uh, I don't know why, but Bears won 17-3. The only offensive scoring was two field goals, one for the Panthers in the second quarter and one for the Bears in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. That was the worst game of the week in my opinion. Yeah, and also, too, the Saints who were predicted to finish last in the division are now in first place in the NFC South. I'm telling you, upside down world, dude. Yeah. All right, keep, keep going. What you got next? Uh, actually, a very entertaining game, very defensive. The Titans and the Browns win to OT. 12-9, to nine. finally the Titans won with a field goal. I feel like it should be an accolade, or like not like an accolade, like an asterisk if the Titans end up beating out the Jaguars for that division. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag asterisk, tied the Browns. Uh, well, they didn't, thankfully, but... Almost tied the Browns. Did not score a touchdown against the Browns. And the Browns have used, what, like three different QBs this season? I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, in, a, they're in a circus, not as well as the... Uh, as the Minnesota Vikings, but they're definitely in a circus right now. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser was caught out on a Friday night past midnight partying before that game on Sunday. I like it. So uh, he's going to be in a little bit of trouble there. The next Manziel? Yeah. No, man, like how much more unlucky could that team get for real? I true. like it. Very true. Uh, speaking of unlucky team, the 49ers had to face the Cowboys this week. Lost mm. forty to ten. Uh, mm. Zeke Elliott, uh, which is also a big story this week, uh, he got his suspension. Uh, what is the word I want to say? Uh, re re appealed. Re appealed. Thank you. It's like re 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 appealed. More like it. Yes, and he doesn't have to hear it until after next week's game. So he got to play this game, and will be playing next game as well. I don't know about that afterwards, uh, considering I'm assuming he's going to get the six-game suspension at that point. It's coming eventually. Yeah, some, something's coming, and obviously the neither side wants to deal it. It's either he's going to get six or he's going to get zero at this point, uh, which sucks for him because, like my opinion in the past few weeks, I don't think it's right that he's getting six. Uh, I think there should be some sort of suspension for the other shit that he's done. But, 100%. But six He's is definitely not completely innocent in this. Yes, very true. Uh, next, um, kind of surprising. Chargers beat the Broncos. Chargers won 21-0. Uh, that's also another place uh, where people might want Andrew Luck, just saying. Uh, but yeah, also, that, that is definitely. I was reading stories this week one of those. Uh, that are like. And now go Chargers, go. 
uh, uh, this week uh, that uh, people were or articles were saying they should try to convince Tony Romo to come out of the booth to to quarterback the Broncos. I am pretty damn sure Tony Romo is quite comfortable in the CBS booth. Also, he I want him to do every Super Bowl. I, I at this point like he's better than the uh he's better he, him and uh shit, who's he with? Um is is he NFL Network? No, he's CBS. No, I forget. Yeah, he is. He is CBS. Whatever. I I I want him to do every football game. He's awesome. Next, the Steelers beat the Bengals. 20- Voted today by Sports Illustrated as the best franchise in the NFL. What is that? Basically saying team that has the best fans gives back the most to the fans, success on the field. They basically took like the overall success in the franchise and said the Steelers are number one in the NFL. Yeah, so congratulations, Rick. Thanks. Uh, Steelers won 29-14. Uh, it was looking like a very close game in the first half, and then the Steelers just kind of took it away from the Bengals and played some pretty incredible defense. These past two weeks for the Steelers, being Kansas City, then beating the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals aren't that special, but being Kansas City – their defense is looking quite well, which is shocking uh, for, what, the past, like, five years? They're, yeah. They've had no defense. Now, all of a sudden, there is a sign of defense. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Uh, Seahawks over Giants 24-7. Um, How bad are the Giants? Uh, they're, worse, they're worse than the Jets, which, I mean – Credit to the Jets. I'm like I shouldn't be saying it like that. Like they've definitely proven me and Feds wrong, or Feds and I. Sorry, English. Uh, but I just don't understand it. Like, I I I thought they're they're high flying off. Well, I guess I do understand it because they don't have anyone to throw to mm-hmm. besides uh, Ingram. But I mean, it sucks. Whoever thought at the beginning of the season we'd say that the Jets are doing better than the Giants. Next, the Super Bowl rematch, Patriots over the Falcons. Uh, Patriots just took this one away from the Falcons. Falcons, from the beginning, oh, the first quarter, they looked pretty good. After that, they looked pretty shitty. Uh, and the only touchdown was probably one of the best touchdowns of the week for them where Julio Jones ripped it oh, away that was from, nasty. from the quarterback. I think it was That was insane. Safety, that forget, was but, awesome. And, yeah, he scored me some fancy points there for my one league, so thank you there, Julio. But Julio. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Falcons that, didn't get redemption. What was that? Is that the game of the week I see coming up next? Uh, no, I already called that, which was Kansas City, Oakland. Well, Rick, why don't you get into that next game real quick? Uh, I'll just let you do that. Oh, I will get into it, all right. The Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in the NFL, my friends, defeating the Redskins 34-24 behind not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns from Carson Wentz or fucking Vania wagon Carson Wentz. What a guy. And the Eagles not only now have a stronghold on the NFC East, they got the best record in football. And that's my take on that. That's what we get for letting feds run the music. Yep, but I will say, though, uh, the Eagles did take two really unfortunate um, losses yes. with the injuries to um, Jordan Hicks as well as Jason Peters. Those are two big losses. They confirmed today that they are both out for the season. Damn, that's rough, dude. So that's that's definitely a loss that's going to hurt them. 
going forward. But once again, in that division, everyone said Cowboys, Giants up top. The Eagles are lead at six and one. Cowboys and the Redskins are both three and three, and the Giants have the complete opposite record at one and six. Upside down world, Rick. And for this time, I'm happy to live in the upside down world because the Eagles are in first place when no one said it was going to happen. They gave him a little bit of credit. Yeah. They, they, they mean, dude, Wentz, Wentz looks like an MVP candidate right now. He really does. Yes, he does. He uh, looks phenomenal. Like, And even they were saying, it was kind of interesting. I was listening to 94 one this morning, driving into work, and they're talking about the officiating again. The Eagles had five penalties on their first four plays and had first and 33 on their opening drive. First and 33. I was like, Ed Hockley doesn't like the Eagles. Well, because (laughs) what they're saying is apparently behind the scenes, the Eagles front office hammered the league about the refing um, with the Carolina game. Uh, that's such... So they're saying that it's a payback, that the NFL that, saying F you to the Eagles. That's such conspiracy. Can I be honest with you? It's such an Eagles conspiracy. Oh, again. yeah. No, I know 100%. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm arrogant. I know I'm everything. I fit the stereotype, but I like to think myself as a little bit more realistic. It's such a stereotype because mm-hmm. I, I would actually complain more about the penalties that weren't called. Some of them actually, geez, I'm like Rick from Rick and Morty just burping left and right today. Yeah, you are. Um, the penalties that weren't called, like there was one that should have been called. I think it was on Lane Johnson, who clearly, clearly hit the guy well after the play. And there was no like unsportsmanlike conduct or a late hit or anything. There were some real questionable calls last night that actually weren't called. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Eagles fans want to say that, that there was a few that should have gone both ways, especially there was a few that really should have gone against the Eagles that didn't get called there. So that was uh, definitely a little interesting. What are your power rankings? All right, power rankings. Top five. Top five. Let me see what I could find here. My top five currently at this moment, again, something they're talking about this morning, was the – I'm going to have to go with New England – because it's just again, it's New England. I don't think they're they definitely have holes this year. But if I'm taking who I have as the best two teams in the league right now, I still think the Patriots beat them. And that number two is, in my opinion, the greatest team in football. But still can't beat New England yet. Um, which is it's just if they can't beat New England, how are they the greatest team? Uh, in my heart, right? It's just as a Eagles fan and other Eagles fans can vouch for me on this. You're waiting for the fall. It's happened time and time again. You're waiting for the fall. Yeah. And then, um, but it's just something about this team, man. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on my little wood station right now. Um, third, I got Kansas City. Um, I, I probably should have put them a little lower, but I just look at the rest of the league, and I don't really know right now. Uh, Steelers fourth, and then I will put the L.A. Rams at fifth. Okay. I like that. Again, whoever thought that we'd be putting the LA Rams in fifth? <laughs> I'm just playing the beginning part now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, my mine are my first two are actually the exact same. I have the Patriots as number one and the Eagles as number two. Um, I that that could definitely be the Super Bowl matchup. I could definitely see that right now. Uh, third, I'm having my Steelers. Uh, maybe a little bit of favoritism, but also it's okay. The Killer Bees are back, baby. Ben Brown and Bell, they are. Killing yeah, they it. they looked great. Now, I mean, 
the long loss be Brian is kind of having a hissy fit this week. But, I mean, we have Juju to take his place, so I'm not really too concerned with... And you also have Martavius Bryan at the moment with the whole... Um... That's what I just said. Oh, I thought you said the other guy. Was that Martavius or Brown who's complaining about the hide-and-seek touchdown celebration? He wasn't complaining about that. Or he's complaining something. about, like, he's no, not getting any play Yeah, time, but there was, there was someone else on the Steelers who was complaining about the... Um... Uh, I didn't. There's someone else on the Steelers, so I'm sorry about that. But that's fake news. Yeah, there's someone complaining about the um, hide and seek. I thought it was actually really funny. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, Fourth, I have Kansas City, Um, and I actually kind of struggle with having them at the fourth position because, I mean, past two weeks, uh, I mean, against the Steelers, they just uh, they they got shut down, Uh, and and against. The Raiders, they just they lost that game. They lost that game. They threw it away with undisciplined play. And then my fifth, uh, I mentioned them a few times in our recap. I have the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings right now are my fifth are in my fifth power rankings. So I'd probably put them in sixth. I, I, I they're on the upswing. Uh, they're doing it with a backup quarterback, and they're gonna have Teddy Bridgewater back soon. Um, which I that's. That's still amazing to me to say. Like, congrats to Teddy. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's jump ahead then, and let's jump into week eight. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to play a th- a song from the NFL movies soundtrack. And what we're going to do is we got two minutes and forty four minutes. Let's take a look at week eight and look at all those scores. Are you ready? Week eight. Yes, week eight. Let's do it. All right. Let us begin. All right, Rick, what do we have first off? Uh, let's see. It looks like we got the Ravens and the Dolphins. Okay. Over there, I will probably end up taking the Dolphins. I just can't get on with the Ravens, Ravens right now. And the Dolphins low-key are a great fourth-quarter I mean, team. They're, they're on their, they're on their what, their third string at this? I don't know what. what yeah, Matt Tana- Moore's back in. Yeah, Matt Moore's back in. Colors out. I don't know what Tannehill is at this point, so I'm just going to say third string. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I just I, I just can't get behind the offensive Ravens, so I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. Up next, Vikings and Browns. I think we're both going to be in agreement there as they visit London that it's going to be the Vikings. Uh, yep. Man, London just can't get any good games. What about the Chargers taking on New England? Uh, I, I'm just, I, I can't pick against New England at this point, especially with the Chargers. I mean, they had a great win against the, uh, the Denver Broncos. But they're not the new Patriots. We have a minute and 44 seconds, by the way, for our challenge. Um, up next, Bears-Saints. I will go with New Orleans. Drew Breezy makes it look too easy. Uh, Bears defense is looking too good. I'm taking the Bears. All right. Panthers-Bucks. Uh, I I have a strange feeling that the Bucks may surprise on this one. Yeah, I feel like Carolina's kind of just been too inconsistent this year, and that's going to be a big downfall for them. Colts-Bengals. Bengals. Bengals. Uh, Raiders, Bills. Uh, Bills. All right. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, according to Rick. Uh, 49ers, Eagles. Come on. Come on. Do I even have to answer that? And even the next one. Uh, Actually, no, we're not going to be like that because we're not stereotyping against the Jets. Jets, Falcons. We have one minute, by the way. Uh, I think I'm going to go ATL there. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, I want the Jets to win that one. I think that'd be good, but yeah, ATL. All right, four o'clock games. Texans, Seahawks. 
at CenturyLink, not the link. Stop calling it the freaking link. The link is Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. At CenturyLink, Seahawks, Texans. Um, I'm going to say take the Hawks just because they're home. 30 uh, seconds. Yeah, the Texans, they're great this year, but I don't think they're going to beat the Hawks at home. Cowboys, Redskins. I will take Washington because it is in Washington. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Zeke Elliott's final week before he gets suspended. All right, Sunday night, Steelers visit Detroit. Let's go Steelers. I will say Steelers, and then the Chiefs, I believe, will get back on the right track against the Broncos. I believe so, too. Nice. What timing. Nice. It's almost like we were, um, we've been doing this for 12 episodes now. Oh, yeah, I've been doing that. But... uh, (laughs) All let's, right. uh, let's uh let's move into uh our next sport. Let's that was a good uh segment on football, man. Yeah, that was excellent. A great talk there. So uh, what do we want to get into next, Rick? Uh let's start off with the Lonzo era and uh You're gonna go pull up our poll as we go and talk about some NBA there. What was that? We're gonna go talk about some NBA now. Yes, sir. All right. Um so we actually just recently ran a poll on the beginning of the Lonzo era. It was our first poll we ran in a while, so thank you to all of those who participated in this week's poll. As I pull up our poll, it's going to look a little something like this. We had four options. Those options included, again, we are looking at um, what do you think of Lonzo Ball's first few games with the league, and your choices were either... Rookie of the year, pretty good. Bang average, which as Rick just learned means average. Yeah. Or a tad shit. Here are our votes, nine votes. 56% of you said rookie of the year. Some of you need to actually watch a real NBA game. Um, 33% of you said pretty good. 11%, which I'm thinking one of you said bang average. Thank you for being more realistic there. Um, and then none of you said that he has been awful. So, uh, let's talk about first off his first game. Patrick Beverly, welcome to the spotlight, my friend. Destroyed him. <laughs> destroyed him, and not like literally physically destroyed him, and laid him out at midcourt. And then Levar Ball responding by saying that that was his last ever interview in the NBA. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's happening. What thing like things like that? They're blaming it on Levar. No, there is something that is definitely going on right now. I forget who said it, but somebody said that it's like LeVar put Lonzo in the lion's den with a string of meat around his neck with all the trash that he's been talking. And I'm interested to see tomorrow when the Lakers play Washington, people are calling that John Wall is going to quote-unquote torture Lonzo for 48 minutes. What do you think? Part of me wants to see that, and also part of me doesn't want Lonzo to go through this shit. I mean, I I don't know if he's necessarily asked for this, because, but it's just family that's causing this for him now. Yeah, it's not him doing the trash talking, per se. Yeah, I mean, he did have a double-double against Phoenix. And he was almost, if he was one assist away from being the youngest player in NBA history to have a triple-double. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was pretty close. Yeah, it was one assist away. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. So our message to you, Mr. Lonzo Ball. Show me what you got. Show us what you got. You got your first real point guard coming up. Not real point guard, obviously. Like Patrick Beverly, I do agree. Like I didn't even hear that name again, just getting back into the NBA. I haven't even heard that name until then. But he will face off with John Wall, who a lot of people are saying is a possible MVP candidate. So it's time 
for Lazan Lavor Lazan Ball. <laughs> it's time for Lonzo Lasagna. Lasagna. I'm hungry. Time for Lonzo Ball. Show me what you got. Show us what you got, my friend. Um, next we've got Kyrie who got into an altercation with a. Sixers fan, we're going to get into the real biggest story with the Celtics in a second. But here's a little instance that he had walking through the tunnel with a Sixers fan. If you hadn't heard that, I'm going to play it a little bit louder for you one more time. Modern poetry. Modern poetry from the New Jersey man himself who was fined a couple thousand for that statement telling a Sixers fan who is trusting the one and three process at the moment to SMD. Uh yeah. Um I, I'm I'm happy that he wasn't suspended. I'm okay with the fine. Uh obviously you're supposed to be representing the league and that's a dumb way <laughs> Screaming of Screaming suck my dick at a Sixers fan is definitely not representing the league. Yeah, I mean what I mean <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, what if that was just like a like an eleven year old that screamed that? I hopefully he wouldn't have said that because he heard the tone, the voice. Uh, yeah, and but. when you see the video, you see Kyrie turn and look up as he's walking through. It's like at the last second, you see him look up and go, "Suck my dick." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's got, and he was pretty unlucky there. Um, let's talk about some real unlucky here. Unlucky. When we're taking a look at the Sixers, uh, not the Sixers, the Suns. The Suns, man, are off to probably the most unlucky start of the NBA season. So I'm going to play the entire unlucky compilation here. Unlucky. So to begin their season, unlucky. Earl Watson unlucky. gets fired from coaching the Suns unlucky. after three games. Three unlucky. games unlucky. he was fired after an 0-3 start. <laughs> and not only was he fired after an 0-3 start, Eric Bledsoe was actually now on the trading block and is probably going to leave the team after his controversial tweet. Did you see that tweet? Uh, I did, but why don't you inform everyone else? He said, I don't want to be here anymore. And when questioned about it, he said that it was a response to him being at the hair salon with his girlfriend. Yeah. And the Suns coach said, well, if it, if it was, he wasn't part of our future plans anyway, so good riddance. Yeah. So some bold statements there from the Suns, but the Suns are definitely off to an abysmal start. Uh, never want to see your coach fired after three games into the season. Yes. <laughs> and losing your starting point guard um, for apparently being. I mean, at that's the not the so that's not the first time in sports history that's that that that's happened. But yeah. I mean, it sucks. Um, taking a look at some NBA injuries again. We've been talking about the NFL with injuries, but we take a look at first off Gordon Hayward. Oh my God! Oh Jesus Christ! Like, my, so I—it's awful to say, but so my brother was watching a game, and then all of a sudden, my dad was working in his home office. My dad uh, works out of the house at home, and so he's working, and all of a sudden, here's my brother starts screaming in the room next to him, and my dad walks over and sees the whole thing happen, and he goes, "What? His shoe just fell off." Yeah. And then when my dad looked at it, he was like, "Oh my God." Like, his foot's still in there. <laughs> like, so, like prayers for Gordon Hayward, man. Like, come on. Six minutes into his Celtics career and that happens. Like, Yeah, it's very unfortunate. I, I'm telling you, it's some divine thing trying to show for us that we're meant to watch the Cavs rule over the East forever. So, here's my thing on that. Um, I, I mean, obviously, one that sucks. 
I I want to talk about the the coverage when it when it first happened, when uh, the TV TV cameras went on it. First off, I don't like that the TV cameras go on it, go back off of it, and then go back on it again. And literally with him sitting right there with his foot, he he's, turned the other direction. He is at the one. He's at the worst point of his life, probably. Well, n- maybe not that of his NBA career. It is the worst point of his yeah, NBA definitely. career. Yeah, definitely. Secondly. Like no one needs to see that twice. I I feel like uh, that no injury, especially an injury like that, needs to be shown over and over and over again. Like I hate it when they do that for uh, football. I hate it when they do it for any sport. Just watching them get injured, that's awful. I hope that I I would never want to broadcast that if I were running like ESPN or something. Come on, man. For real. Come on, man. But like, uh, that, yeah, that that's just awful. So definitely prayers up to him. And uh, literally a day after, uh, Jeremy Lin off of the Brooklyn Nets, who are actually above five hundred, yeah, at a two one one record for the first time since twenty fourteen. Lin is out for the season as well, as well as Chris Paul, who just signed with the Rockets, will miss a month. Uh, well, I mean the Chris Paul injury definitely isn't as bad. Um, the Lin injury, I, I just I just feel bad for. One for him to the Nets fans, like that Nets fans. I mean, you're you're a, like a a reborn Met, Nets fan. Yep. You guys need something, like to hold on to. Yeah, something not needs injuries to be injuries like that. Injuries like that are not gonna help. Uh, like you guys have been in the shitter for years now. Mm-hmm. Ever since the worst trade in sports history, you guys have been in the shitter. Yeah, definitely not the best thing to help the Nets after everything that had happened so i definitely agree with everything that happened there um i mean they're again they are off to a good start um the i mean only that's not gonna last th- yeah not at all the only thing i have to say is i was trying to find the clip of it but it's probably the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals <laughs> maybe maybe ever yeah <laughs> um and then he I have so I have two questions for you Rick here on the topic of the NBA. First one, Joel Embiid has been doing a lot of trash talking. And I saw Tony Kornheiser made this reference today on PTI. Is Joel Embiid the NBA's Donald Trump? Um because to, think to about an extent, it. like yes, but also at the same time, I feel like Lonzo Ball is like kind of the Donald Trump with the amount of hate that he's getting right now. So this is why he said that he is the new Donald Trump why is that? of the NBA is because first off he had the whole thing with Hassan Whiteside saying, yo, get your mans off the court. He's got three fouls. They had their whole Twitter beef and Joel destroyed him. Mm-hmm. And now he's got another beef going on with the big man from the Pistons. It's like what Tony Kornheiser said, it's like what Donald Trump did when he's running for election. Is he just picked a target, whether it was low energy Jeb, Lion Ted, Little Marco, Crooked Hillary, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and just attacked him and attacked him and attacked them into submission. I mean, yeah. Uh, so in that in that respect, yeah. I mean, yeah. Embiid definitely is similar to him. He's definitely not to the same extent. But, but- my only thing right now, though, is that even though he is saying this stuff. The Sixers are one and three, and trust the process, man. What type of process are they supposed to trust? 
Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons did have a triple-double. I mean, I guess it's still early in the season for the NBA. I'm sure he's going to have plenty of triple-doubles this year. But, yeah, I mean, is definitely. that going to win him games? Yeah. Um, and then here's another one for you. Because speaking of teams that are also off to not the best start, this is something that has been talked about before. Um, believe it or not, the Warriors are 500. Are the Warriors getting too cocky? Uh, I mean... These are very challenging questions to answer with, like, them playing, like, what, like, four games this year? Yeah. Uh, they they have a right to be cocky. Uh, they are the class of the league. They are expected to be back in the NBA Finals. Whereas, say, I guess Cleveland at this point may not be expected. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors are expected to be back in the Finals. Uh, are they too cocky? Between no between, I, between the whole the mouthpiece earned, throw I don't know if you saw last night Jordan Pell threw himself an alley oop off the glass up twenty five yeah, against they're up the Mavericks five yeah so what I, I I think I think they've earned this cockiness they've earned this cockiness they're allowed they're allowed to say whatever the hell they want they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want to an extent I mean obviously I'm not saying like throwing the mouth guard but I mean throwing yourself an alley oop hell yeah. If, if you have that type of skill, even especially coming off the bench, too, if you have that type of skill... As a rookie. Like, come on. Like, let them play. Let, let them do... Let me do, let them do their thing. The NBA wants this. Do you think that the Warriors are becoming the new villains of the NBA? Or that, were I they mean, already? They, I mean, they're, they're already the villains just because they're the super team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're not the original super team, but they are the current super team. So, if you're ever a part of a super team... Yes, you are a villain just because it's the NBA versus you. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. So, looks like some good stuff for basketball. Um, Why don't we jump into, should have actually maybe have gotten into this earlier, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why don't we jump into the World Series, which we are currently watching in our studios? It is currently one nothing Dodgers at the time we are recording this Hold at on. 8.35 at night. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, who do you think, first off, let's start off with this, just get this off the bat. Who's going to take this series and in what game? I think the Dodgers take it in six. I think this is going Dodgers seven. Okay. I, I think I, I think we both are taking the Dodgers, but this is going the distance. All right, so why would you say that? Uh, I mean, both teams are so good. Uh, both teams are really good at home. Uh, I believe, I'm pretty sure, actually, both teams are undefeated at home. No, correct. That was actually the first point that I was going to bring up. So, I mean, if both teams are undefeated at home, and I'm pretty sure L.A. gets majority of the home games, and it's going the series is going 2-3-2, two, the math adds up. L.A. is going to win in seven, so that's why I'm picking L.A. in seven. I would, I would, I, would I, honestly, I do think L.A. though. The Dodgers look so good. I mean, I mean, so do the Astros, but I mean, unfortunately, just the Dodgers look that much better to to me. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, I mean, the series that they went through beforehand. I mean, what did you? Yeah, what did was, you? What did you think of the AL and NLCS? I mean, the NLCS. I mean, the Dodgers had that the whole way. Besides the one the one game that they lost, they had that the whole way. Uh, Houston was put up against the ropes, and they fought through it. Uh, but, of course, I mean, they lost all three away games and won all four home games. So if they continue that trend, 
they're only going to get three home games, and you need four to win the series. So that just tells me that they're not going to win. So I I think the Dodgers definitely were, were supposed to be there. I'm not necessarily sure the Cubs are supposed to be there. But uh, Houston, I, I thought the whole way Houston was going to be in the World Series. Yeah, the Yankees did give me a little bit of a scare, though. Yeah, the Yankees gave you a scare. Um, and the Thank Do- God. And the Dodgers before the before the playoffs started, they were kind of like slipping up and down. But uh, yeah, for I I thought Washington should have been there instead of uh, instead of Cleveland or not Cleveland, the Cubs. But but oh. good for the Cubs. I'm, I'm glad to see them being consistent with their success. So. Um, speaking of which, speaking of baseball and consistency, something that this team did not have, the Boston Red Sox have their new manager, as well as do the Mets, correct? Yes, the Mets do also have a new manager. Yeah, Red Sox have gotten bench coach Alex Cora from the Astros, who will be taking over duties. He is currently going to be helping the Astros throughout the World Series. And who did the Mets get? Uh... The Mets got Mickey Callaway. And what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's going to benefit us in the long run. Um, I think for a year or two, it may not be there, but I think he needs to bring in his own players. Um, the players that we have now, a lot of them good, but I don't think we are there. We're not like we were a couple years ago in 2015. Our pitching has definitely gone down. Uh, our hitting has gone down. We need something new there. So, I mean, he's going to – Callaway, he is a good pick. I'm happy that we picked him. But it's not It's not going to be pretty for the Mets for the next couple of years. Yeah, and see what, I mean, many people would also say it hasn't, has never been pretty for the Mets. But yeah. that's debatable. See, my thing with Cora is I like him, but he's also – what people are saying is he's inherited the best, worst job in baseball. Yes. 100%. Because if they do well, great, congratulations. If you're not meeting the expectations, next in line. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely that. I mean, you would be after 86 years of waiting for a World Series. So, speaking of which, Rick, why don't we get into our questionable call of the week, which also has a little something to do with um, teams that have waited a long time for things. So, we figured that in the spirit of Halloween this week, what we are going to do here. For our questionable call of the week, give me your top five most tortured and horrified fan bases in sports. Okay, so my number one, a little bit of throwback, I guess, at this point. Uh, I'm going to say the San Diego Chargers fan base. Okay. Because, first off, uh, they lost their team because their ownership sucks. Uh, Their ownership sucks, and they'll. At this point, they're never going to get to a Super Bowl again, in my opinion, if they keep going with the, the process that they're going. They can't even get fans at a home game. Their fans are, like, hours away, considering that California traffic is god-awful. So, I, I my first haunted fan base is San Diego Charger fans. Not L.A. Charger fans. San Diego Charger fans. Uh, okay. My second are Cleveland Brown fans. Um, Cleveland as the city has had some ups in the past few years. Definitely. Uh, they uh, 
They've been to the World Series. They didn't win, but they've been to the World Series. Uh, they've been to the NBA Championship three years in a row and won one of them. So that the Browns, anyone who's a Browns fan there, and they have a joke where they say, when is LeBron coming in? Like, the Browns fans, they can never get anything right. And, like, right now, it's just working. It, it's just looking worse and worse and worse for them. They don't have a QB. They're... Have they, they ever seat. had a QB? Uh, couch, Tim Couch. Uh, what? It was like their best one. Uh, third, I'm gonna say the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions fans have had to deal with uh, a lot of heartbreak, where big stars have retired early from their teams, uh, where the very inconsistent, very not likely to make it to the NFC Championship let alone the Super Bowl I should have said the other way around uh, the Super Bowl let alone the NFC Championship uh, they barely make it into the playoffs just because one their division that they're in because uh, Green Bay is always good and then if Green Bay isn't good then usually like the Brown, uh, the Bears or the Vikings are good yeah definitely those two uh, so it's usually either Green Bay or the Browns slash Vikings. It's never really the Detroit Lions. Fourth, I'm saying Washington, D.C. fans. Uh, their glory days ended in like the 80s after Coach Joe Gibbs left the Washington Redskins. But if you if you look at it, they've had such good teams. The Washington Nationals. The Washington Capitals. Uh, maybe not the Wizards, but that's... Uh, don't worry about them. They had that little run with Gilbert Arenas for a little bit. They had, yeah, they had a little run, but it wasn't anything special. But, I mean, Alex Ovechkin is, at this point, never going to win a a Stanley Cup just because he's with Washington. Washington just Washington Capitals just seem cursed whenever they run play against Pittsburgh. The, run into Pittsburgh, even some other teams too, but definitely running into Pittsburgh. And the Nationals, uh, past two years, they made it to the Divisional Series and lost. Oh, wait, last year did they make it to the wild card? Well, regardless, they made it to the playoffs, and they haven't done anything since. So my fourth goes to Washington, D.C. fans. There's only been a few stats about that since the Nationals got knocked out. Yes. And then finally, uh, Buffalo fans. With the amount of bad luck they've had when their teams do make it to their championship games, whether it's the four Super Bowls in a row that they lost – or in 1999 when Hull was definitely in the crease of Hashik and got pushed out and they scored and the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup. That's just haunting them for forever and still will. So those are my five. What are yours, Vince? Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to get into my five here. I'm going to go the opposite from you, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down from five all the way down over to one. Okay. So let me get into it. So here's my list. Number five, I'm going to stick with hockey because you're talking about the Sabres. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs, for this reason – Yes, they're an original six team, and they're a proud franchise. They've had a lot of success. But how long did that streak go with them not making the playoffs? Uh, I'm assuming you researched this because I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either because it was that long. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they are at least taking steps in the right direction. 
They are. I um, feel like other than the last time the Canucks made the Stanley Cup, and maybe the Flames made it a little while ago, I feel like the Canadian teams just in general don't have that much luck. Yeah, I mean, really their glory days were when they were an original six team, and I was definitely not alive for that. Yeah, no, not at all. What you got next? Uh, St. Louis Blues, because they're another team as well, that no matter what their record is, no matter what they're doing, they can't win at all. You know, just the, uh, the whole area of They are always Louis. good. The Blues are always good, and they don't win. I would say the whole area of St. Louis, besides the Cardinals, the Cardinals are generally usually good and have been for years. Uh, I mean, they just lost their, their football team two years ago, and then St. Louis Blues can also can never win a Stanley Cup championship for some reason, even though they are really good. So, yes, I agree. Um, third, I have the Philadelphia Eagles because obviously never winning a Super Bowl before and also how many times did they almost get one hand on the trophy on their Andy Reid when they made all those NFC championships in a row lost or they finally did make the Super Bowl and lost to New England yeah you know this it's just they're a tortured fan base or an angry fan base I'm one of them and you know all the and every single time somebody shows up so like Wentz wagon right now again knocking on wood every single time someone shows up they're like okay this is it this is it this is it and and that doesn't happen yep um secondly i am going to go with the buffalo bills for this mm-hmm. reason the bills made four straight super bowls and lost including the infamous wide left I, come on. I mean, we're going to get into it in a few minutes, but at least they have great tailgates, am I right? Yeah. But I just feel like, especially lately, the stat I saw today is that the Patriots have won 14 of the last 16 AFC East titles. So there's not a lot of room uh, open. It's 14 of the last 16. Uh, Jets won two of them? Is that right? I actually don't know who the other team, two teams. I think the Dolphins are one of them. Okay. I think the Dolphins are one of them. And then number one, Cleveland Browns. I mean, come on. Every single year, no matter who they got to say, this is it. They can't find a quarterback. It's a never-ending carousel of quarterbacks in and out in there. And even I, this year, we're saying... Cleveland Browns, they're, they're newer franchise. Not their older franchise, which are yes, the, the definitely Ravens, the, but Yeah, just to put it out there, definitely the newer franchise. Yes. But, yeah. No matter how many times they think it's about to get good... It just goes even worse than before. Mm-hmm. So those are my top five haunted franchises. So I thought it would be a cool little bit to do for Halloween this week. A little something cool to throw your way. Yeah, man. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, hit us with your thoughts. Tell us whatever you think. We are always more than happy to yeah, listen to you disagree with us at the wide open underscore sports for the wide open sports cast we'll be posting more polls on twitter on twitter the twitter sphere but um it is that time again rick so why don't we get into our final drive all right the final drive uh this week we're gonna start off with espn and barstool had a partnership for about like two weeks uh that Broke this week for Barstool Van Talk after airing one episode. And that Bye-bye. episode killed in the 1 o'clock hour on Tuesday. Uh, I guess the CEO didn't want to associate necessarily what 
with Barstool is all about, which is politically incorrectness and no bullshit. Yeah, and Barstool actually also had a work harassment lawsuit or someone was like threatening to sue them over like gender inequality and like stereotype in the workforce. So not the best work week for Barstool, but they're still standing their ground. It, uh, honestly, I, I disagree. I think I like Barstool a lot. I like Barstool a lot. Obviously, I mean, they, they help inspire this. But Barstool itself, I think this is a great thing for them. Just because, I mean, it's just free publicity. Yeah. Uh, bad publicity is good publicity, everyone. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Ask the ball family. Yeah. What you got next? Um, The MLS playoffs begin tomorrow. The, once again, backwards still just as equally to blame for the U.S. missing the World Cup. Um, There is no other soccer league in the world that does playoffs like this. Um. Atlanta United will play Columbus Crew. I have you. I have Atlanta. Chicago will play the New Jersey Red Bulls. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. The fuck you, Red Bulls. Um, the Vancouver Whitecaps in the West will take on the San Jose Earthquakes. I will go with the Earthquakes, who scored a goal in the last minute of stoppage time to make the playoffs. If they did not score that goal, it would have been FC Dallas. I'm actually going to take the Whitecaps on this one. And then also Houston Dynamo back in the playoffs will take on Sporting Kansas City. I got to go Kansas City there. Ditto. Uh, Toronto and Rick and I's beloved NYC FC have been granted buys to the quarterfinals. I mean, the, the Eastern semifinals. Yep. And Seattle Sounders and Portland Timbers, the greatest rivalry in soccer in America. They both have buys in the West. That would set up a excellent Western Conference final. I agree with that. Uh, speaking of which, how Liverpool do this weekend? Uh, horrible. Very bad. Uh, I, I was gonna. Uh, I, I'm surprised actually you didn't have anything in our script when we were typing this up. But, yeah, uh, I was trying to be nice. Congrats on the uh, the win there to Tottenham. Four-one win over Liverpool. Greatest team the world has ever seen. Uh, debatable. Uh, what you got next? So uh, going back kind of to Barstool because I saw a lot of this on Barstool. Uh, Bills Mafia. They did some crazy shit this week. If people like don't know they what do the, every week, what people don't know, the Bills Mafia is cons- is the fan like the crazy fan base for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, a Bills fan attempted to jump over a table of fire and set himself on fire. Another thing I saw was a husband, uh, uh what is uh, Batista bombed his wife through a table. So uh, yeah. they uh, they have some pretty entertaining tailgates. Um, I would definitely love to go to a Bills Mafia tailgate and sit on the sideline and watch all the crazy shit that happens. Yeah, 100% there. Um, there is currently a push from the same group that is pushing to make poker an Olympic sport to make pole dancing an Olympic sport. Um. I'm not a fan of that. I've watched pole dancing for one reason and one reason only, and that's not Olympic reasons. Yeah, I'm not looking for a gold medal for <laughs> that. Oh, what you got next? That was I'm nice actually losing things in that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Joe Buck nominated for the Ford C. Frick Award for Broadcaster with great contributions to baseball. He's a loser. I 
I think people give Joe Buck too much shit. I, I think he's better than what people give him credit for. No matter what you're going to say at the end of the day, he is one of the most legendary sports commentators of all time, but I'm definitely in the he's a bum camp there. All right, what's next? Uh, ESPN created a statement today saying that the Nashville Predators are the best franchise in sports. Now, notice how earlier Rick and I talked about that the Steelers were declared the best franchise in the NFL by Sports Illustrated. ESPN said the best one period is the Nashville Predators for again that overall fan experience giving in oh giving God. back to the community so on and so forth and I, I mean, mean when you were down there for the Stanley Cup I know you didn't see a game but you're there for like uh, I don't know what the main drag is there down uh, Broad Nashville. Street. Broad Street. I mean that that looked awesome when you're when you're sending me those yeah, snapshots. Yeah, like sixty thousand people all standing outside watching the game. It was incredible to be a part of that, uh, and that was awesome. So th- it's hard to argue with that statement after seeing all. Like I, my uncle was in town over the weekend. We had a family reunion. He's from Nashville. And he said that out of all those different teams that are down there in Nashville, he said that the Predators are the biggest, definitely over the Titans. Nice. Which uh, says a lot in a football yeah. nation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Oh, boy, these last two, man. So the first one's a little ridiculous. Uh, several dogs tested positive in a doping investigation in, uh, do you want to say that? The Iditarod race. Thank you. Um <laughs> They were injecting their dogs with opiates and other types of steroids. Oh, first off, I never even would have thought that animals would be cons- would be dope tested. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, shame on the owners. Yeah, fuck you. I'm sorry again. I, I know I don't like cursing on the show, but you deserve that, dude. Yeah. Like, come on, giving that to a dog. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I I shouldn't actually be really surprised because it happens with horse horse racing a lot, but well, not a lot, hopefully, but. We have such a, a as a country, we have such a soft spot for dogs and cats. Yeah, the Russians, horses, now dogs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All uh, right, what's the final one? What are you going to tell me next, Lance Armstrong? <laughs> um, the last one, uh, probably the funniest one on here is runner. I'm going to try my best not to butcher this. Eob Gebrer Wiet wins the Venice Marathon. After motorcycles leading the pack make a wrong turn and 12 runners followed them. So a guy who was actually like middle of the pack like 13. won the race because the top 12 racers followed the motorcycles who made a wrong turn. Well, first off, I mean, I guess the runners kind of need to pay attention to that. So it's definitely on them. But, I mean, what the hell was that motorcyclist doing? Yeah, you can go and watch the actual video, too. I was watching it today when I was at the gym. It was hilarious. They're just, like, watching the, the motorcycle just, like, stop. And just like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, God. I had one too many before this. <laughs> and you see the runners just turn and start sprinting the other way. And take it from, I ran two half marathons. There's no way they're catching up to the rest of that pack. Yes. Uh, so that was just, oh, that was that was comical, dude. That That was great. I wonder. I wonder if Ebob saw them like stop and be like, "Oh shit, I need to take a left." Yeah, or I wonder if he saw them as just like, "That was my chance," yeah. and just took off and he, And afterwards, Mom's he spaghetti. was. Afterwards, he was all like, "Yeah, you know, this is all a culmination of hard work and long hours of training, dude. You were in thirteenth place, and they made a wrong turn." Yeah, people have come from the back of the pack and races before and won, so. Yeah, so I mean it's I mean it's not his fault. It's, after <laughs> running two halves, I credit anyone. I ran a half marathon in two hours and twelve minutes. He ran a full marathon in two hours and twelve minutes. Yeah. So regardless, I have to give credit. 
Yes. Um. So oh. with that, uh, we are finished here. Uh, yeah. What a what a we had a very spicy episode today. Yes. Uh. So again, uh, like, comment, and subscribe to us on both SoundCloud and iTunes. We are the Wide Open Sportscast. And Follow- also check us out on Twitter as yep. well at the Wide Open underscore Sports. Maybe we'll get to see what Rick and I are dressing up for on Halloween this year as we take our adventures out over into New Hope for what we are going to be doing this year. Rick, why don't you tell us what, what we got going on this year? Uh, for New Hope? Yeah, uh, what are we doing for Halloween this year? Pure debauchery. Uh, we're oh, going literally. to... Uh, debauchery! We're first starting off at... What's it? Uh, Triumph Brewery. Uh, they're running a costume contest. If the winner wins, wins $200. Ooh, can I win as a soccer player, you think? Uh, probably not, and I'm definitely Damn. not going to win as well. Uh, I'm dressing up as... Quote unquote pick a Rick. My costume consists of me just wearing all green clothes. <laughs> that, uh, that is great. I mean, just marking it up with marker. And then uh, probably go to other bars down the street, maybe Havana's or whatnot. But we're, we're going to be hanging out in New Hope with a big group of us. But besides that, thank you guys for listening. Guys, Wait, and I gals. got one more thing. What's that? Thank you for listening. Bye now. Bye everybody. Wait, we still gotta play the closing. Oh god. Well yeah, you yeah, can we're play su- it. yeah, we're supposed to talk over this part and then we're supposed to dramatically cut it off as soon as yeah, the drop We're supposed opens. to be talking over this part and dramatically yeah, cut it off. Yeah, and now we stop talking right now. Alright, everyone, bye. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks. Are we done?